The Marching Roundtable is proud to be an official media partner of Drum Corps International. This podcast is sponsored by GuardCloset.com. Found at GuardCloset.com. The guard director was adamant about using other equipment, and she just said, you know, we won't look trained. We won't look like a legitimate color guard if we only use swing flag. And so, you know, we were using a six-foot flag at the end of the closer, but I, I had to constantly tell her, no, if you train your kids right, you'll be quite effective. Okay, color guard people, this is your host, Tim Hinton, and I'm here to assert that swing flags are not evil. On this podcast, we talk with two guard instructors from Texas who find swing flags helpful for training and consider them a legitimately effective tool in the world of marching band. Whenever I get to a new program or whenever I have a lot of new kids, I put a swing flag in their hand because they don't have to worry about some of the things that are a little more difficult with flag and it builds that confidence faster. And you can also take so much training on performing with something in your hand, but making the quality of the body look great because that's where everything stems to begin with. If your body doesn't look great, you're, it doesn't matter how well you spin, you're still going to look uh, not as mature. Swing flags make you look big. Let's just right. call it what it is. You know, mm-hmm. if you've got 40 kids in a color guard and you put them out there on double swing flag, it's going to take up the whole field. If you've got 20 kids out there, you put them on double swing flag, they're still able to take up the whole field without being ineffective. Yep. If you've got 10 kids out there, you can fill up a whole gigantic area of the field and it's going to look big. It's going to look full. Join the discussion about this podcast topic on our new Marching Roundtable Facebook group. We'd like to hear what you have to say and why you choose to include or not include swing flags with your color guard. As for me, I say swing flags are not evil on the Marching Roundtable. This podcast is sponsored by GuardCloset.com. GuardCloset.com is your resource for performing arts organizations to sell their used guard equipment and uniforms to raise funds for their programs. You can also save money for your program by purchasing these quality used items today. GuardCloset.com is populated with more than 1,000 sets of flags, guard uniforms, props, band uniforms, and floor coverings. Buy used, save money. Sell your gear, make money with GuardCloset.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Marching Roundtable Podcast. This is Tim Hinton, the beast of the marching arts. I'm sitting next to Dr. Mary White. Mary, how are you? I mean, we're talking right next we're, door. We're like sitting in my office next to each. We had dinner, and we were working on some show plans already for next year. And and we never get to do record podcasts sitting next to each other. It's exciting. Not in years. It's been a long time. And on the line with us, two uh, excellent guard instructors from Texas, Caleb Brown. Caleb, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm great. Thanks for being here. And also on the line, Jared, Jared Littleton. Jared, how are you? Oh, I'm fantastic. How are you guys tonight? I'm doing great. So thank you guys for being here. We are going to be talking about the title of this. Swing flags are not evil. I have been wanting, I have been wanting to do this podcast literally for years. Mary, I have been talking about this. And he's had the title in his head for years. The whole time. Yes. Like really. Of course. Okay. So I won't start in on my, my, my uh, soliloquy about all the conversations I have to have with guard people about how they hate swing flags and I have to then, well, we'll just have that conversation tonight. So anyway, <laughs> I, K- Caleb, tell us sort of where you are in the world and who you work with and where you marshal those kind of things. 
Uh, well, right now I'm living in Houston, Texas, and I'm the color guard director at Waller High School. Uh, this is my third year with them. Before that, I taught in San Antonio for two years. And before that, I lived in North Carolina, um, where I taught color guard for a few years. Uh, I marched Aria Winter Guard. They're an independent A guard out of Greensboro before they moved to open class. Yeah. Uh, I marched two years at first flight. And uh, I marched Madison Scouts color guard back in 2010. And most recently, I marched with Cypress Independent in 2017. And uh, I just finished last year teaching my eighth summer of drum corps, but this year I'm taking the summer off. So um, I have a lot of teaching experience, a lot of performing experience at various places. So I've learned a lot of different styles and methods and um, have kind of created, uh, gleaned all the best aspects from each one and created my own technique of, of teaching from, for, for my kids. So, And I'm also a, a high school band director, too. Um, wow. So I try to use, I, yeah, I try to use a lot of my education training um, to make sure that all of my kids don't just know the how or the what, but also the why. Wow, so. fantastic. That's what great groups to be parts of. It's very exciting. Oh, it, was, it was fantastic to, to march there. It was great. Cool. How about you, Jared? What's your, where are you and what's your background? Well, hello. Um, I'm the color guard director at Seven Lakes High School in Katy, Texas. I'm a recent transplant to the Houston area. I'm from Indiana. Uh, before I moved down here to Texas, I actually worked for an airline. And I taught the Avon Cadet Guard. I also taught at Ben Davis. I was the color guard director at Franklin Central High School in Indianapolis. Great. Um, My marching experience, I marched Onyx. I marched O2. I was in the Zydeco A Guard back when they did their hippie show. That was such a fun show to be a (laughs) part of. Yeah. Um, And then, you know, I marched at my college. And then every other year that I was in kind of marching band, I was always a horn player. So I was that kid on on the field that just secretly wanted to pick up a flag and start spinning. Well, there's a lot of us like that. I was throwing rifles around in my backyard when I was in high school, so even though I was a horn player. What, what instruments do you guys play? Uh, saxophone is my primary. Um, I am a trombone tuba player. Cool. Mm. Yes. All right. Yes. So anybody can become a guard person, of course. Hey, absolutely. 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 So this conversation started because, well, I mean, I, like I said to Mary, I've been talking about this for a long time. but uh, Ruminating for I a saw long a time. Facebook post that Caleb, I don't even know mm-hmm. how that happened, but Caleb, I saw your post about talking about swing flags and it got a lot of yeah. discussion. So why don't you yeah. talk about what led you to that post and what you said in it? Uh, so over the past few years, I've had conversations with people about swing flag and why it shouldn't be used on the field or why, you know, real world class drum corps or color guards or whoever shouldn't be using it. Um, and there are times whenever I remain dormant on the situ- on the conversation, um, but, whenever, <laughs> but I just I kind of listen and observe. Um, I don't always make comments, but um I saw a lot of posts, people um, reposting Latrice Royale's uh, Christmas Spectacular. Or, mm-hmm. oh, no, 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 no. What it was was uh, it was a teaser for All Stars 4 for uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. And cool. um, Latrice, Latrice had her swing flag out, and every guard person that posted it was praising her for representing our community and just so excited to see this. And I just thought it was so funny that so many guard people – were, would dismiss swing flags so quickly, but as soon as they saw one of their favorite drag queens with it, all of a sudden it was <laughs> representation, or it was it was amazing, it was you know effect. And I just I thought it was <laughs> I thought it was funny, so I posted about it on Facebook, and then 
I got an onslaught of people saying, I love swing flag. I was like, Oh, since when? <laughs> <You know? laughs> I haven't, I haven't heard a lot of pro swing flag from a lot of people. So it was, I mean, it was great to see that so many people used it in their teaching and, uh, enjoyed watching it. Um, and so, and so I was kind of surprised, Tim, whenever you messaged me and said, I would love to do something about this. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, no, it's just been some interesting conversations I've had with people as to their reason as to why. And I, usually I just listen and go, oh, okay. And, you know, I always, I always end a conversation with, well, but, but what do I know? You know, I'm just a band director who swings a flag around every now and then. <laughs> so. <laughs> Okay, so this is very kind of so we're going to get into the ins and outs of why people think they are uncool or in, unacceptable, why we think they are mm-hmm. effective or so we're going to get into all that. I want to say, and Mary, you and I have discussed this many times, like I, 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 it's countless, countless the number of times that, I mean, I, all right, I'll say this, like a month ago, I'm starting to work with a guard person and they are like, oh. I hate swing flags. If I never had to use one, I'd be so happy. It's so embarrassing. We never have to put one in the ah. show. And I'm, cause I'm like, well, let's have a giant swing flag in the ballad, blah, blah, blah. And like, mm-hmm. I have this conversation over and over and over and over. Right. We've discussed all the time, mm-hmm. all the time. And even like, Oh, we cannot possibly use a swing flag. Like it's some sort of, like, what will people think? It's what like, I'm not asking think? them to go club baby seals during the ballad, but this is what <laughs> way they act, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't understand have- it because I'm like, Whoa, I love a swing flag. Right. There's well, a thing. I, I actually had I actually had that kind of conversation with a school that I wrote for this past fall. Um the guard director was adamant about using other equipment and she just said, you know, we won't look trained, we won't look like a legitimate color guard if we only use swing flag. And so uh, you know, we were using a six foot flag at the end of the closer. Um, but I, I had to constantly tell her, No, if you train your kids right, you'll be quite effective. So let's talk about that. I think that sure. there is a clear bias among some guard people that it's not legi- it's not a legitimate piece of equipment that somehow it's embarrassing or they won't get credit or they can't show training. So where does mm-hmm. where do you guys think this comes from? Well, I'm always curious as to why they think that it's not. You know, usually when somebody says something that's just like, "Oh, I can't stand swing flag." Okay, well, why? Oh well, it doesn't feel legitimate. But why doesn't it feel legitimate? It's totally a di- it's totally a different part of color guard that adds its own effect via, you know, via training, via technique, via anything. But I think where there's a little bit of a disconnect is I think that it stems from the idea that if they're not spinning a six foot pole and spinning super hard twirls and tossing and having the repertoire be a challenging repertoire throughout their show then they're not really fulfilling color guard and doing like the hard color guard that so many people have grown to love. And I absolutely love it as well, you know, but I think there's a time and a place. There's this idea that putting swing flag in your show is somehow going to not train your kids to be as good that, Oh, they're not going to think they're as good because they're not spending a six foot pole the entire time. Why are they spending a six foot flag when they could be tossing? You know, my kids are now all of a sudden not as good because here's these other color guards that don't touch a swing flag. And that's how I want to be because I don't want to think that I'm anything less because I have to use a swing flag. See, and I think the opposite. I think you can actually train with a swing flag. I've taught groups to be more confident when they have a swing flag in their hand because they may not all have the skills. I mean, we all do not write, nor do we have skills like Michael Shapiro. You know, we just don't. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. most high school kids don't. So I just, I've 
taught like kind of basic, what I call basic fundamentals, the concept of when something goes down, your body lifts up, you know, you know what I'm saying with a swing flag and translated that to a taller flag. Right. And I, th- I think that some of the hatred of swing flag, well, <laughs> some of the, um, the dislike for it comes from people who didn't like performing with it in high school. Uh, a lot of people said they're like, well, I hated, I hated spinning with it in high school. And I said, why? It just, it wasn't fun. And so because of that, they don't think that it's a real piece of equipment because they enjoyed rifle and they enjoyed flag. And I always say the same. I I always say, well, you know, whenever I went to first flight, I didn't enjoy spinning weapon. That doesn't mean that I think that weapon isn't as an illegitimate piece of equipment. I just didn't care to spin it. I appreciate and love really good weapon mm-hmm. um but i, I kind of agree with jared most of the conversation that i've had with people is they don't see it as a way to train the kids they see it as kind of filler and kind of a well we just need an easy moment here we're just kind of running with flags in our hand um but mary i, I agree with you um whenever i get to a new program or whenever i have a lot of new kids i put a swing flag in their hand because they then they don't have to worry about some of the things that are a little more difficult with flag and it builds that confidence faster exactly and you can, and you can also take so much training on performing with something in your hand but making the quality of the body look great because that's where everything stems to begin with if your body doesn't look great you're, it doesn't matter how well you spin you're still going to look uh, not as mature so if and, you take that time and if you take that time to train their bodies and have something in their hand pass offs every now and then flexion and the rest whatever uh, exploring those planes but you're still focusing on the body looking good it's automatically going to give you more of an effect than giving them a six foot and saying okay we're going to toss a 45 ready set go and then a 14 year old sitting there drooling going i have no idea what to do exactly and you really can teach planes with a swing mm-hmm. flag oh yeah <laughs> you know you really can you really can you know teach contraction and weight and mm-hmm. all of those things with the swing flag and it's so easy to teach it that way oh yeah and one of the be- some of the best swing flag work out there is with a lot of change of velocity mm-hmm. you know because you have so much silk that kind of trails off so it's, it's such a smoky effect that you don't you don't realize that if you just if you write a bunch of hearts and a bunch of spinny spins then maybe not but you can get so creative with it and i think that's where a lot of people uh come short is they they just see it as a piece of fabric they don't see it as an artistic expressive and teach kids teach kids about pathways right and and musicality and musicality too Uh, you know if you focus on you know, if you really lift up here and you turn slowly, you're really building the tension into that faster motion afterwards where we're picking up the music here and here. And and, and they just don't see those opportunities. I love it. Yeah. And there's so much to digest, you know, just in that little bit of conversation. You know, mm-hmm. it's it, it really comes down to what we're training them for. You right. know, there's a lot of there's a lot of ideas out there for, you know, color guard directors and color guard programs who are fortunate enough to be able to run a winter guard program, you know, that they do the marching band thing and they do it to help train and get them ready and be good in marching band season. But really, it's to set them up for the winter season mm-hmm. when it's our opportunity to really push them and elevate the level of excellence and elevate mm-hmm. the level, you know, of challenge. So in reality, at the end of the day, we're training for that. That's what we're training for. And mm-hmm. I don't think there's any, any shame in admitting that because I love marching band. I think I actually love marching band a little bit more than I do winter guard, but I still love the winter guard thing. And, you know, training them in the fall is important because it prepares them for the winter. And mm-hmm. with swing flag, you can, 
do so much. You can teach that body quality. You can teach that musicality, you know, and at the end of the day, you can teach them a part of their show that they're not going to be stressed out about like Sally Joe, who can't, you know, get her drop spin down on count one. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, by giving them an opportunity to have one part of their show that they are super confident is going to give them that love and that enjoyment mm-hmm. that is color guard for so many people. So they're interested, instantly going to be interested because there's a part of their show that can be good at. But it also gives the choreographers and the directors the opportunity to elevate the challenge in other parts of the show. Right. You know, and absolutely down here in Texas, we're limited to an eight hour rule. So we don't get a lot of opportunity to experiment around and create and take you know four hours on a saturday to design 30 seconds of the show we have eight hours and we have to figure it out throughout the week is that eight hours throughout the week yes correct Mm -hmm. that's even saturday is included that's that's a full calendar week wow so you know we have to be really creative with how we we design our shows choreographically and you know all that jazz so i know personally it's kind of like a formula you know to follow that you pick you know, an opportunity to have this six foot flag moment. And it's going to be your intro. This is just how ours happened to be this past year. You know, we had an intro with six foot flag. So it's like, cool, I'm going to challenge these people. I'm going to, you know, challenge these people in a way that's going to elevate their level of success. Fast forward, we hit the ballad. I'm going to give them an opportunity to just be expressive and dancing and not be super stressed out about it. But that gave me the opportunity to really elevate the choreography and challenge the choreography in the beginning mm-hmm. half of the show. Mm -hmm. You know, we can challenge them because we have longer to clean it. We have longer to work on the skills. We can throw a couple different skills in there that we want to have come wintertime, you know, and then they have a different part of the show that can kind of be relaxed. And then your closer is just all about being big and exciting, you know, so it gives them an opportunity to really be successful there and kind of have a a chill moment in the middle of their show where they're already stressed out. Uh, I I agree 100%. And what is wrong with fabric? Is everything so right about it? Nothing. Nothing is wrong with it at all. (laughs) You know, we were talking about starting. I I know some guard directors, very successful guard directors, who will start all new students at the beginning of the season on swing flag and Mm -hmm. teach them something Mm -hmm. because they feel like, like you said, Mary, it gives them confidence. They get success right away rather than, okay, here's a rifle. Let's learn to throw a four when right. you're a brand new performer. So I do know some people that purposefully will have swing flag be the first thing in their show simply to start the new kids in game, give them confidence. Well, and that's, that's something that I've done the last few years. Uh, now last year and this year, it was a little different because our show design was different, but at every other turn, our opening moment was all on swing flag. And, you know, during, for, for band count purposes, you know, during the morning we do dance block in the afternoon, we have a six foot pole in our hand, but whenever it's time to learn choreography, they have a swing flag and we can, like I said, the training them to get them to understand performance quality. And right away they experience success. They'll, you know, and of course take a video of them. They see it. They're like, Oh my gosh, it's all going around together. It's amazing. And you, <laughs> right. you know, you're like, right, you're a great color guard. And then they pick up their six foot flag and they're like, well, I can do this too. Um, and I find I, I have found that starting kids on swing flag makes them so much better whenever you give them a six foot flag because they already have that this notion that I've been doing color guard because they are they are doing color guard it's not an illusion of color guard it is um, and they they feel prepared for that and something that Jared mentioned too talking about challenging the kids and whatnot you know when you're 14 and you can't tell which foot you're marching with. 
giving them a swing plug and saying, you're going to turn with this up here is teaching them. That's challenging them right away. So I think people who were concerned about offering a challenge to their kids and, and not giving them a swing flag um, because they want them to be challenged is kind of a, a misunderstanding of what challenging a 14-year-old actually is. Mm. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'd like to mention also at some point, you know, all those years I worked with um, Lauren Metz at Remo High School and the, the base of the, the High Steppers, which was the auxiliary group there, was basically dancers, They're phenomenal mm. dancers. And she was yeah. training them full out as dancers. But we found that if they were a good dancer and they could move beautifully, then you put a swing flag in their hand and you just teach them the dance moves and the, the swing flag moves in beautiful ways. And it's mm-hmm. extra- incredibly musical and effective. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, and, and if you watch um, Vandergrift High School from from the Austin area, they only they have their dance team with swing flags. And you know the way they layer everything, the way the musicality of everything, they move beautifully. And with a swing flag in their hand, everything is so accentuated. Everything is so detail oriented that it's gorgeous and you don't even realize that they haven't picked up a six foot flag or a rifle or a saber because everything is just so lush and beautiful. Well, yeah, I, you I, never I, get bored. I'm, I'm not no. familiar with that band, but they sound awesome. Uh, oh, and they're they, fantastic. And they sound like gold too. It's probably one of the best playing bands in, in Texas. Okay. So guys, I can't believe we've been talking 18 minutes. And nobody has said what I thought was the obvious thing. So I'm going to say it. Oh, no. <laughs> maybe, maybe you guys are all, are all not feeling like you can, but I'm going to say it. I think this clearly is a bias that comes from WGI because I don't mm-hmm. think that in the Winter Guard arena, swing flag is seen as legitimate. Uh, I, I think that that's just that's where the bias clearly comes from. Do you guys not agree? Oh, no, I agree. Like yeah. That's where the fact that it's not a, quote, legitimate piece of equipment comes from. And, and what I want people to know is, okay, the, the marching band is not the same as Winter right. Guard. But that's right. the part that everybody seems to think, like, misses. Like, these guard instructors who are constantly telling me, I can't do a, a swing flag. It's not legitimate. I'm like, okay, they don't understand that marching band although it's so similar, is a different art form with a different purpose, with a different field, with a different mm-hmm. set of, of um, players. And and mm-hmm. what am I trying to say, Mary? Like, you know, it's, it's not different. the same animal. Yeah. So, right. so, But everybody seems to think, well, if I can't, you know, if it's not legitimate on the floor in the winter, then it can't be legitimate on the field. Well, that's just crap. I'm not buying it. So, so no, that's, that's let's true. talk yeah. about that because yeah, we've how, had how people do we get say over, that to us? Absolutely. Tim. So how do we get over this WGI ballast b- bias? How do we get people to understand that it, the marching band is different? Well, I think a lot of marching bands are producing small winter guard shows on the field. Like it's all about the staging of the winter guard. It's very winter guard esque. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so we still can't have a ballad moment with lots of fabric. I'm just saying it lends itself to that. No, I mean, sort of, I, we can have the discussion. No, you're right. And we can have the discussion about how all of the art forms are merging, right? And how mm-hmm. drum corps is becoming more like Winter Guard is becoming more like Mark. Okay, great. But, but let's talk about this particular bias that WGI people seem to have because it's not, it's not, is it, is it true? You guys, is it true that you can't go out there on a swing flag on the floor and get credit in the winter? Is that right? That seems to be the impression. I disagree. I yeah. think you can, and there have been groups that have. 
you know, I'm going to pull out, you know, we have to also explore what it is that a swing flag is effective and how we can manipulate the idea of a swing flag. Like a swing flag is more than just a piece of fabric on a pole. Mm -hmm. You know, when Carmel Mm -hmm. did, I can't remember, it was 2015, possibly, they did the full spectrum show where they had the back floor and the colors coming out. You know, they had that cool little saber moment. I believe that's how it started. And then they pulled out these gigantic rope flags. Mm -hmm. Is that not a variation on a swing flag? Sure. Like Crown had something similar this summer. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And last time I checked, full spectrum and Crown were both successful. And they had variations on a swing flag. You know, Mm -hmm. so the idea that you can't be successful, I think, is completely false because you just have to be, you know, you have to expand your own imagination beyond what you think can be created with the swing flag and explore that realm. And you can create something absolutely fantastic. And along that same vein, the University of Alabama Alta Maria, uh, Mm -hmm. I think it was 2012, did a Kingfisher's Catch Fire. Oh, it's one of my favorite color guard shows. Yeah, it was fabulous. And at the end of it, they had three or four members come out with gigantic wings, which is an oversized flag, which is a swing flag. Um, and they came out, and it was uh, just amazing to see these beautifully printed, colorful um, wings just going all across the floor. And, I mean, the whole show was fantastic, but that was just the cherry on top of the the effect moment you know you see these birds flying around and then flying out of the arena mm-hmm. um so I, I i completely agree with jared if you if we can expand our understanding of what a swing flag is and realize that it's not just you know a four foot pvc pipe with a bed sheet on it that it actually can be manipulated into different ways and used effectively inside we shouldn't be so biased against it because it can be used to create those effect moments so what do we say to people who, who come to us with this bias? I mean, we're, we're clear. We're having that conversation tonight. We're talking about the ways that it can help training, the ways that it can be effective. Um, I feel like one of the big points is that the marching band and the way the, the guards roll in the marching band is not the same as in a winter guard show. Like, how do you guys explain that to people? Well, I usually start by telling people, you know, if you want, if you don't want to use swing flag in your show, that's perfectly fine, but you can't, you can't dehumanize another group or, or, you know, makes another group illegitimate because they choose to do a different design process than you. Um, for me, I don't use a lot of props in my show, but other people do. I'm not going to say they're an illegitimate color guard because they use a lot of props. And I would hope that they wouldn't say that about me because I don't. Um, but that's usually how I start that process or that, that conversation with people is, well, if people decide to use those swing parts or they decide to use pieces of equipment that aren't, traditional we we have to look at it as an artistic expression and as far as the roles concerned you know i always tell my kids in the fall they're a visual representation of what we're hearing um and that's not always fast and twirly because with the band kids you know 14 to 18 year olds sometimes they have to stand there and play 16 counts of a note to get that effect and we don't have to twirl our faces off the whole time winter garden we're a little more um the focus is on us a little bit more and we're going to pick up all the musicality from a professional recording. So, you know, it might be a little more challenging. It might be a little more difficult and we might not, I mean, you know, I don't think at any time soon we're going to have a swing flag feature in independent world class. Um, but whenever they come out with one of those variations of a swing flag or even the fabric, I mean, running across the floor with a huge piece of fabric, I mean, that's just a swing flag, not on a pole. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think if we can get them to understand that, you know, if we can use this as a fact uh, for both venues, really, um, then then we're fine. You know, uh, I don't know if that really answers the question of <laughs> getting them to understand the different roles in marching band and winter guard, but. Well, I think it's 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 all about how you choose to utilize your performers. You know, mm-hmm. um, I I love to think that every single person on the floor is effective. Every single person adds effect to the to the performance and and whatsoever. Some part of the floor, and you can you can talk to any any designer who's doing something. And at some point in the show, you want them to look here and not here, but still both things are going to be interesting. Right. So the purpose of one thing may be cool. I want you to follow this character coming around the field. In the background, I have these flags. So what are these flags representing to me now? If I have this character that I'm wanting to watch, what are the flags doing? Well, I want the flags to pick up these big brass impacts that are happening over and over and over again. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Well, let's do that. Okay, is it super, super fast or super loving or is it a ballad? You know, so I'll use a ballad, for instance. Oh, well, it's a ballad. Okay. Well, why not just put these gigantic flags out there on the field that are eight feet long? You know, instead of just a normal traditional six foot pole fabric on these gigantic poles and start spinning them and fill up the entire field with color to represent those gigantic brass hits while still allowing our focus to be over here and creating a different type of effect. So maybe they're now meant to be the effect and not the, you know, character focus or, you know, or what have you. It's just all about how you use it and the purpose of why you're using it. And I think that translates well into Winter Guard as well, because, you know, if you look at having a dance line, sometimes you have people standing, posing, you know, I, I think Onyx does that beautifully, having people standing so statuesque and, you know, that moment they're holding still, they're still creating an effect, even though they're not spinning or doing anything technically challenging. I mean, you could do that, you know, with your high school kids, too. Uh, you have one person come out with, you know, two huge swing flags. You know, you might have be creating a moment there while there's a transition going on or, or whatever the case may be. But I, I think that the utilization of your performers is also a good point to make. It might just be a little different because the focus is constantly on us in Winter Guard. You just have to be a little smarter with how you create that moment. And again, what do you want that effect to be? Do you just want to have falling leaves? You know, going from the back of the floor to the front of the floor. Why not mm-hmm. use a bunch of different multicolored lame silks that represent the autumn leaves and have those dance down the floor? They don't have to toss. You know, right. you can just spin around, dance, do a couple sit rolls, you know, and get to the bottom of the floor and it's going to look like that leaf has been falling the entire time. Mm-hmm. You use the swing flag to create an effect. Right. And I think for winter, for marching band, you know, whenever we talk about the use of swing flag. We always talk about field coverage. We also talk about a huge amount of color. You know, if you want to give your kids a challenge, then why don't you do a couple of bit of partner work where maybe you have a saber going crazy and you have a swing flag behind them interacting with them. If you want to create that challenge that you have for, for the winter guard too, maybe it's a more advanced swing flag part <laughs> and it's not just for, you know, a big moment. Well, Hey, I mean, swing flags make you look big. Let's just right. call it what it is. You know, mm-hmm. if you've got 40 kids in a color guard and you put them out there on double swing flag, it's going to take up the whole field. If you've got 20 kids out there, you put them on double swing flag, they're still able to take up the whole field without being ineffective. Yeah. If you've got 10 kids out there, you can fill up a whole gigantic area of the field and it's going to look big. It's going to look full, you know, and in the indoor, let's say you have you are a color guard of five people because those exist. You know, you're a color guard of five people and you want to create an effective moment and still be competitive in your class. Why not pull out some swing flags for the loudest part of your soundtrack? 
Mm-hmm. Why not give it that opportunity to be expressive? You're still going to create the effect, right. you know, and still challenge them with that, you know, your class level choreo with your class level body choreography underneath of it, the cleanliness, because cleanliness is an effect. You know, um, the amount of expressive quality that you can get, the filling up the floor so you create a design moment. You know, the design analysis judge is going to love it if you build into it. And then all of a sudden it's a big moment. The GE judge is going to love it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Appeal to all the audiences. Don't just say I'm only spinning to the movement and the and the equipment judge. You know, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to have these swing, six foot flags. But what if I did a gigantic swing flag moment for my seven person color guard or I have 12 people in the guard and I'm going to have six of them on rifle, six of them on flag. But I want the flag moment to be huge. Utilize it in different ways. Challenge yourself to really create effect while challenging and building up the kid's self-esteem and performance abilities. Mm-hmm. I can tell you my cadet guard is going to be spinning a swing flag. Every cadet guard I've ever taught spins swing flag. You know, it's the, it's it goes back to the training. It's the first opportunity for them to perform, to get something right away, to have that aha moment and feel cool and big. And, you know, you get a little sixth grader swing flag. She is going to love it because instantly she is feeling herself and she is dancing and mm-hmm. she is just loving every second of it. You, she's hooked. She's hooked. You're never going to lose her. And to give a little preview to my, you know, my JV kids, they're not using swing flags, but we are using fabric in a different way. Um, you know, we're, we're covering the floor in bits of fabric that I've cut up to create that effect, to create a different staging moment too. So I, I think it's perfectly plausible to, to do that. Um, well, before we started talking, we were talking about those iconic wings that the Blue Devils first used. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a variation on a swing flag. Yep. <laughs> it's a yep. variation on a swing flag and it serves multi-purposes not only can you just run around and look absolutely stunning like they always do you mm. know you can run around with them just held high and you've created created this gigantic texture and moment effect or you can actually start spinning with them and use some arms and port bras and you know turns and leaps and all of a sudden the dynamic level of what that wing that swing flag has become has just been elevated and can I just say for a moment, I think variation on a swing flag would make an amazing show. Oh, yeah. We love that idea. <laughs> can, someone, can, can someone do that, please? I think that would be spectacular. That's <laughs> awesome. I'm not opposed. Have all sorts of rope flags and wings going out. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I agree with Jared. I think that the wing thing, I, and we talked about Alta Maria, you know, using that as an effect moment. I, I don't think that there was a lot of twirling. I think that they held them in different planes and ran. They might have spun a little bit too. Um, but, you know, it's such a, a cool thing. And I mean, God, Phantom Regiment used them in 07 whenever they did the on air show. And that was, a, you know, just watch somebody run from the 20 to the 20, just flapping a wing. You just, you have to stand up and cheer. Man, yep. Claudia Taylor Johnson this year, uh, they did the Tremendous Sea of Love, absolutely beautiful mm-hmm. show. And they were all dancing with these pearls. And, you know, out of the pearl, they all yes. pulled out this swing flag. Yes. And it was such a cool moment because the, the whole color guard and the dancers were all around the field dancing beautifully. beautiful dancers all across the field. And then all of a sudden they put these down and then they pull out these gigantic chain flags or rope flags, whatever you want to call them. Mm -hmm. But again, it was a swing flag and it created this cool moment out of nowhere, nowhere. You just wanted to get up and clap. I don't remember what music was playing at that time, but like, who cares? Beautiful. (laughs) It was was gorgeous. Yes. 
Well, you know, and I think that's an interesting topic too. Um, the the way that those were used, they looked so liquid, and they were they were so malleable too. And if you go back to the Spectrum show that Jared mentioned earlier with Carmel, the thing that made me love Spectrum was how much it looked like paint and electricity, and just being able to use those rope those rope flags made the silk look that much more liquid, made it look that much more uh, organic. Almost. And were they not pulling ropes the entire time? Like, they just yeah. were like, cool, we're pulling these ropes. Well, why not yeah. do, like, a rope flag? Yeah. You know, it's creating an effect. Such a cool thing. Whenever um, Blue Devils did, uh, a couple of years ago, whenever they had the ending, they did, they did um, oh, I can't remember the name of the show, uh, but they did Shine Bright Like a Diamond. And they Metamorph. Came Metamorph, that's it, yeah. It was so it was so cool to see. Uh, well, first of all, how they've evolved over the years with their their costuming and the way that they do their staging and the way that they tell their story. But you know, to see all of these super avant-garde, very modern-looking pieces on the field, and then you have all of these people come out with wings to pay homage to you know their history and you know basically them being the ones to introduce wings to the activity. It was such a cool thing to see that juxtaposition of ideas on the field, too. Talk about a conscious decision. Good Lord. So nice. Well, Caleb and Jared, you've both been wonderful. Jared, any final thoughts from you? Um, you know, it. I, I was a naysayer for a long time. I was not a fan. I'm from Indiana, you know, used to Indiana Color Guard. And DCI is in our backyard. VOA is in our backyard. I was all about the twirls. Give me a six-foot flag all day, every day. You know, and then I really started to become conscious about how to design these shows and create this. And I think you guys all brought up such great, valid points for why it can be so effective. And if you really need to get your mind changed, come on down to Texas State Finals. Yeah, well, help. Like, come down to a marching band Texas State Finals, and you will walk away going, okay, yep, I want some swing flags. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And Caleb, you get the last word. Oh, wonderful. Um, well, first of all, thank you for having us on your podcast. This has yes, been absolutely. so thank much you. fun. I've really enjoyed this. Um, I, I think that, you know, before, and this will go for any decision, before you start to speak negatively or you start to question someone's design choices, maybe talk to them or maybe look at the educational reasons that people do the things they do or the design choices behind it. Um, because the shows that we don't like are the ones who don't have a clear intent. So if there's something great there that maybe you just don't like, talk to people about why they've made those choices. Don't just, you know, don't make comments, a blanket statement of, well, swing flag is ridiculous. You know, talk to people who really enjoy using it and talk to people who use it as an effect. Because I think that by talking to each other in the activity rather than making judgment mm-hmm. calls, a snap decision, we're going to learn so much from each other and we're going to continue growing the activity in a way that's a lot more inclusive. It's a lot more kid centric and less about making a name for ourselves. And it's going to be, I think one of the more inclusive activities, you know, so that way we don't have people kind of judging without understanding. Um, And I have to say, if anyone decides to do the variations on a swing flag show, please send me a video. I would love to see it. (laughs) We'd love to see that also. And like you said, it's not about you and your ego. It's about the show and it's about the kids. Guys, you were just wonderful. Thank you to both of you and Mary for joining us for this conversation. Yes, Uh, pleasure to meet you. A pleasure. A pleasure. Thank you so much. Yes, it was fun. 
Find more podcasts on Color Guard topics and get access to every one of the over 750 podcasts we've released at the Marching Roundtable with the new Marching Roundtable podcast membership. Support the podcast for as little as $2 per month to get access to every podcast and help us to continue to bring information and interviews of the highest caliber. At any time, you can upgrade to the full membership at Marching Arts Education with complete access to all the live webinars, videos, podcast archives, and discounts on coursework. Perfect, easy professional development for you and your staff. Trusted content in one location. Go to marchingartseducation.com and click on Membership to find out more and sign up. If you enjoy the podcast, consider giving us a good rating and writing a review on iTunes. Also, share the podcast with a friend or colleague who would enjoy it. You are the best way we have to let everyone know of this valuable resource. Follow the Marching Roundtable on social media to keep up with upcoming podcasts and guests and for constant coverage of all topics in the marching arts. This includes the new Marching Roundtable Facebook group. And subscribe to our newsletter at marchingroundtable.com so you'll know about upcoming podcasts and live webinars. Thanks again to the sponsor of this podcast, GuardCloset.com, found at GuardCloset.com. This is your host, Tim Hinton, the beast of the marching arts. I've been writing marching band arrangements and hoping to create and design entertaining, educational, and competitively successful shows for over 25 years. See all the services I can offer and hear all the marching band show arrangements available for your group at TimHinton.com. If you're a business that works with band directors, marching bands, color guards, or drum lines, you should sponsor podcasts at the Marching Roundtable. Our listeners are the exact audience you're trying to reach, and with thousands of podcast downloads each month, it's a great way to directly reach your target audience. For more information, click on the Sponsorship Opportunities link at marchingroundtable.com or email Tim at tim at marchingroundtable.com. You can grow your business and help support what we're doing here on the podcast.